Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. It's the 27th of February. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1900 and we travel to London in England, where the Trades Union Congress and the Independent Labour Party met today to form a Labour Representative Committee. This soon became the modern Labour Party, who would attain a majority in Parliament by 1945. The meeting which took place today at the Memorial Hall on Farringdon Street in London was attended by 120 people gathered to form the Labour Representation Committee. And they were able to place two candidates in Parliament, Ramsay MacDonald and Keir Hardy. Although MacDonald became the first Labour Prime Minister, Methodist lay preacher Keir Hardy is often considered to be the founder of the movement and served as the party's first parliamentary leader from 1906 to 1908. The current Labour leader, Keir Starmer, is named after him. The history of the British Labour movement is intertwined with Christianity, even though that is often downplayed. But any movement that is serious about renewal and revitalisation has to understand its origins and what motivated its founders. As Harold Wilson, the Labour Prime Minister between 1974 and 1976, famously said, Labour owed more to Methodism than to Marx. The Tolpuddle Martyrs, formative in the trades union movement, were Methodists led by a lay preacher, George Loveless. And Keir Hardy, the first leader of the Labour Party, was similarly a lay preacher. And he honed his debating and campaigning skills in the evangelical temperance movement. Hardy, who wrote a book titled Karl Marx, The Man and His Message, also stated that for him, socialism is more an affair of the heart than of the intellect. Born in Lanarkshire in Scotland, into very limited means, Hardy did not have clear access to education. At the age of 10 years old, he went to work in the mines as a trapper, opening and closing a door to maintain the air supply for miners. He also began to attend night school during this time. And when the family moved, he worked as a pony driver at the mines, later working his way into the pits and then above ground in the quarries. And by the time he was 20, he had become a skilled, practical miner. Keir, as he was now called, longed for a life outside of the mines. Learning to read and write, he also began to spend time with the Evangelical Union, becoming a member of the church in Park Street, Hamilton, that had also been attended previously by a young David Livingston, the famous missionary and explorer. Hardy also began to participate in the temperance movement, and the experience of preaching helped him to learn the art of public speaking. Now looked upon as a leader, he became involved with the union and the mine owners began to see him as an agitator. And fairly quickly, he and two younger brothers were blacklisted from working in the local mining industry. As his political awareness grew, 
he initially supported William Gladstone's Liberal Party, but later concluded that the working class needed its own party. Invited to stand as an MP in London, when elected, he refused to wear the parliamentary uniform of black frock coat and black silk top hat. But he came to national prominence after an explosion in Wales killed 251 miners. And in Parliament he asked that a message of condolence to the relatives of the victims be added to an address of congratulations on the birth of a royal heir, the future Edward VIII. This request was refused, and so Hardy made a speech attacking the monarchy, and eerily foreshadowed Edward's future controversial abdication. This is what he said. From his childhood onward, this boy will be surrounded by sycophants and flatterers by the score, and will be taught to believe himself as of a superior creation. A line will be drawn between him and the people whom he, he is to be called upon some day to reign over. And the end of it all will be that the country will be pulled upon to pay the bill. The speech in the House of Commons was highly controversial and contributed to the loss of his seat. He was voted the party's greatest hero in a straw poll of delegates at the 2008 Labour conference in Manchester. However, like many heroes, he did have feet of clay. Some of his views on record in Parliament, particularly in the House of Commons Select Committee on Emigration and Immigration, argued that the Scots resented immigrants greatly and that they would want a total immigration ban. His comments about Lithuanian workers bringing the Black Death, are now seen as racist. Although he also campaigned for Indian Home Rule and the end of segregation in South Africa, whilst not accepting racial equality. Unfortunately, these were widespread opinions at the time, and to judge him on the basis of our views a hundred years later might be a bit harsh and an example of what I believe has been referred to as the archaeology of outrage. And maybe we will forget all of the good he did for working people. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. And please join us tomorrow as we look at the founding of the Society of the Holy Cross, which became a driving force in the Anglican Church for Anglo-Catholicism. If you'd like to know more about anything in today's podcast, email the show on pogppod at gmail.com or visit our website at www.pogp.net. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.